Next on BYU Sports Nation, everything is awesome. What a weekend for BYU Athletics, beginning with a signature road triumph for the Cougar Hoopsters. Assistant coach Tim Lacombe is back in studio after the men spoiled the Delavadova jersey retirement at St. Mary's. Plus, what's BYU's best win of the year? BYU women's hoops celebrating at home after ending Gonzaga's 13-game win streak and college basketball analyst Blaine Fowler will join us live. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Greetings, world, on President's Day in the United States. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the Jerem Jordan BYU Sports Nation back to work on a Monday, wherever and however you may be listening. We're certainly glad to have you with us. We're feeling the holiday spirit on President's Day or Washington's birthday and Michael Jordan's birthday. Oh, yeah. Forget ye not his airness. February 17th, 1963 in Brooklyn, New York. Memorize the day that the on the world changed. The back of his basketball card. <laughs> Show starters, for one, winning is fun. Saturday was fantastic if you bleed BYU blue. I also saw the Lego movie on Saturday. So did I. One of the best films I've seen in a long time. Really good. Really <laughs> Surprisingly good. Like, really good. I'm not kidding. Super funny. Witty. And a great cast of voices. I rarely want to see movies again in the theater. I'd go back and watch it. I would go back and see that again. Pay money to see it again. What are you doing this afternoon? Maybe going to see the Lego movie. True, oh, True Blue and then uh, oh, yeah, that's the right. Lego movie. <laughs> anyway, there's a song in that movie called Everything is Awesome. Okay? And so now every time I hear the word awesome, I think that song. That, that's Incredibly what happens. Incredibly catchy. That's how I felt about BYU sports on Saturday. Let's go chronologically. In the afternoon, BYU women's hoops. 2 p.m. tip-off. They take on number 20 Gonzaga and take them out. Signature win for Jeff Judkin's squad. They probably sealed an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament with that win. It was huge. Are we going to break down the at-large chances for the women as well? Nope. <laughs> I'm just going to say they're in. Okay. Gonzaga had 24 offensive rebounds to BYU's five. The Zags took 29 more shots than BYU and lost by 10. That's amazing. Huh? Well, here's the thing. Gonzaga only made one more field goal than the Cougs. They were 18 of 71. BYU goes 17 of 42. And the Cougs shot 16 more free throws. Anyway, 25 of 31 from the charity stripe for BYU. Great win for the women's basketball team. Early evening, BYU men's hoop, w- men's hoops wins a game at St. Mary's the night the Gales retire Matthew Delavadova's jersey. They were down by 14 in the first half on the road and came back to win. In both games that BYU beat St. Mary's this year, they trailed by 14 in the first half and won the game. This time on the road was totally different because that was just BYU's fourth win on the road. How many points did BYU score, Jerem? 60. And they won? Yeah, stat of the day later about the last time BYU scored 60 or less and won. They played some incredible defense. Enormous win for BYU's confidence as they return home to face Gonzaga and Portland this week. Then on the West Coast, your boys, Jerem, BYU men's volleyball takes out Stanford for the second time this season to wrap up a two-game road sweep. They're still on top of the MPSF. Great win. Taylor Sander, 27 kills and a five-set victory. BYU has a bye this week. They're playing really well, like sneakily well, if that's a word, as BYU tried to... How, how are they going to play in Taylor Sanders' senior year without Ben Patch, the first-team All-American on a mission? What would BYU be like? They've been really good, almost better. 
It's really, not, really, it's not reflected in the national rankings. But the way that BYU started conference play, tremendous. You know what else uh, happened in uh, Stockton over the weekend? BYU oh, beat Pacific, and after the game, uh, one of the rental cars of the the coaches got busted. Jalen Reyes, the libero, all his stuff stolen. Yeah, welcome to Stockton. I'll leave it at Straight that. out of Stockton. <laughs> now. Hey, for good measure, let's just throw in Team USA hockey. Upsetting host Russia in a shootout classic in the Winter Olympics. No direct correlation to BYU, but still awesome. TJ Oshie was a man. So I send out an Everything is Awesome tweet on Saturday night, and I get a response from one of our devoted listeners at CVD6262. Not to rain on Spencer Linton's parade, but BYU rugby lost to a college side for the first time since 2011. Clearly not. Everything is awesome. I don't think that uh, he's seen the Lego movie. Otherwise, he would have got the reference. It's, well, it's all good. Listen, BYU rugby plays in the Varsity Cup. They don't, if they lose a regular season game, it doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of exhibitions until then. So it's okay. Our Twitter question today is, what is BYU Hoops' best win this season? You have a number of options to choose from after Saturday's win against St. Mary's, throwing with Texas Stanford. What do you think? Sound off using the hashtag BYUSN. You can listen to our show each day, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, on Sirius XM Channel 143, org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. The show also on demand at BYURadio.org. Rise and shout! It's time for a loaded Monday edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Everything is awesome! Carlino for the triple! BYU spoils the Matthew Della Vadova jersey retirement celebration in Moraga on Saturday night. It's almost poetic. After he completes the Della dagger that stuns BYU in Provo in the Marriott Center from 35 or 40 feet, the Cougs come back and erase a 14-point first-half deficit and take one back. BYU hadn't beat St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference at all before this year. Now they sweep the season series. Yeah, they do it, and it's the Dell of a comeback as BYU wins on the road. That was a big win. I don't think it's BYU's best win of the season. I think Texas is the best win of the season. But this was a meaningful game because it helps BYU with seeding. They now own tiebreakers over St. Mary's and San Francisco. And momentum as you come into what becomes an even bigger game. It was always going to be a big game. But with Gonzaga in Provo Thursday... On ESPN2, that's a, that's a really big game for BYU to continue with seeding and momentum. Huge. Did you coin the phrase Dell of a comeback? Yes. That's found some traction on, on social media. I'm sure I wasn't the first to think of it. <laughs> but I haven't seen it anywhere else. That's a really big win. The way that BYU won the game was meaningful. They, overco- they overcome the foul disparity at the beginning, which, by the way, BYU gets the same disparity on its side in the second half, 7-1 to one at one point, to the point where Stephen Holt... Steve Holt, he's at the free throw line at the end of the game, and it's a one and one. They're not at St. Mary's, isn't even in the bonus at the end of the game. Kyle Collinsworth injures his knee, comes back. Luke Worthington looks to separate or dislocate his shoulder. They pop it back in, it looked like. We'll ask Tim Lacombe later when he comes on uh, in studio. Yeah, we'll find out about that. They those overcame injuries. all those things and only scored 60 and one. That was a meaningful win for this team that has struggled on the road, and they defended the three really well. Choose your headline. I want to talk defense considerably better. Compare, compare the way BYU played defense on Saturday night to the way they played defense on Thursday against Pacific. Is, is that night the same team? 
That's the same team. Okay, so best defensive game of the year, in my opinion, considering the circumstances, where they're playing, what's going on. They contested shots. They were everywhere. St. Mary's looked unsure what to do on offense for much of the second half. Which is weird because you go inside to Waldo. Yes. And the BYU's bigs had eight fouls each. The Kooks had them entirely out of sync. When has this team done that to a good team like St. Mary's? The Gales looked nervous, tentative. It was fun to watch. It's almost like they wanted Della Vadova to put on a jersey and get out there, and he couldn't, and it affected them. It, it was showed, weird. It showed the Cougs are capable of getting defensive. And it, in, in a way, St. Mary's, in, in the words of their coach, they kind of choked. And Eric Mika made sure <laughs> that they knew that at the end of the game. <laughs> Rebounding is the second thing I want to discuss. Nate Austin was an animal again. That 27 tip, rebounds the last two games. That tip-in, we played the highlight for you a, a few minutes ago. That tip-in he had at the end of the game, well-deserved for everything he was doing. It was lucky, but lucky it, was, it, goes it, was, in the it was deserved. Hoop, he's been all over the place. 11 rebounds in that game, in a game where there was tons of foul trouble, and you needed somebody to rebound the basketball, and Austin has become a really good rebounder. He had a surprise guest in the crowd. So he comes into our, our show uh, on Wednesday, and he says... Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting off the hook for Valentine's Day because I'm, I'm going to go to my floral design class. I'm, I'm going to make uh, my girlfriend, Kim, a, a bouquet of flowers with some pizzazz, and then uh, I'm good. I'm good because I'm just on the road. She shows up as a surprise for Valentine's Day, and uh, he, he was playing with some, with some additional moxie. And, and, you know, the power of a girlfriend. And I said, you know what? You probably played harder, because, and she probably showed up because, because of the bouquet. Just think what would happen to Tyler Hawes if he had a girlfriend. Whoa, 40-plus! <laughs> so many contributors. Anson Winder. Huh? He comes and hits another ginormous three. That's the second time this year he has made the only three-pointer for BYU. At Pepperdine was the other one. So at, they keep the streak alive, but, but that one was huge. At Santa Clara scored 16 in the first half. He, he's had some good games on the road, uh, timely games. So I mentioned... That BYU only scored 60, and that mm, yeah. it's kind of rare for them to win, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU beat St. Mary's with 60 points. When's the last time BYU won a game with 60 points or less? I have no idea. March 7th, 2009 versus the Air Force Academy. Uh, understandably. 4 to 49. That was 175 games ago. <laughs> Air Force doesn't put up a shot until there's at least three seconds yeah, left on the shot seriously. clock. BYU beat Utah the last two years prior to this one with 61 points. BYU found a way to win without playing its style of basketball. That is rare, and you find a way to win. That's what Gonzaga does. Gonzaga didn't play great game, a great game at Santa Clara or at home against Portland, but they won those games. BYU did that at St. Mary's. This is not, this is not San Diego or Pepperdine or... Santa Clara. This is at St. Mary's. BYU beat St. Mary's on the road and San Francisco, but couldn't do it against LMU, Pepperdine, Portland, and Pacific. That is weird. The Cougars are so happy that Eric Mika, Luke Worthington, and Frank Bartley rented puppies. Topic two. We are back in. Missed the first one. And the rebound down to BYU. The Cougars with a huge Beth Mowens and Kara Lawson on the call for ESPN2 last Saturday in Moraga. The winning call as BYU stuns St. Mary's. I'm a little frustrated with myself, Jerem. I didn't stay true to myself last Friday. 
after the Pacific loss, I gave into your reasoning a bit. And to our producer, Ben Bagley, you sat in the conference room where we meet every morning and told me, they're done. You are drinking the blue Kool-Aid, Spencer. You are out of your mind if you think they have an at-large chance in the NCAA tournament. They have no chance. And I was like, oh, man, maybe, maybe I am just being, maybe I'm just too optimistic. Maybe I just need to give it up. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, no, if BYU beats St. Mary's, they're right back in the mix. But don't say anything in case they lose St. Mary's because then Jerem and Ben just have more, more ammo for their argument, their discussion. And I'm not saying that Jerem and Ben want BYU to not make them. Of course they want them to make the tournament. Just they want me to be realistic. Well, I think I am being realistic. And I knew that if BYU beat St. Mary's from a national standpoint, that would give them enough credibility to get back in the bubble discussion, get back in the tournament discussion. And here we are. Now, wait a minute. After a gigantic win at St. Mary's, BYU is right back in the mix. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yes, Lloyd Christmas, I am. Gigantic? Sorry, was it on SportsCenter on Saturday night? I I missed that. Gigantic for this team. Oh, yes. For this team. I agree with that. But it didn't make any national anything. It's a really... Trust me, it's a really good win for BYU. Here's why I love the win. It helps with seeding and momentum. That's where BYU's at right now. Because they have too many bad losses in the WCC. Those four losses are too much for BYU to overcome to get in that large into the NCAA tournament. BYU's going to have to win the tournament championship. But it was that, this win goes a long way in helping that cause. And if BYU beats Gonzaga on Thursday, helping that cause. I think BYU is going to be in the discussion. I'm not. I don't care about discussion. I care about getting in. <laughs> you're getting telling, in. You're telling me the only way they get in is if they win the West Coast Conference tournament. Yes. That really. Yes. Two, you can't have four losses in the WCC to those teams. Let's go. Let's talk about 2011, Jerem. One Virginia Commonwealth University, 23 and 11. They got in the tournament. Did they play in a power conference? No. Yeah, they, 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 they were the play-in game. They barely got in. Where did they finish that season? In the Final Four. <laughs> I don't care final whether they four. finished in the Final Four, whether they got in. They're not they in the, barely, they barely got, got in. in. But you're saying BYU can't get in unless they win the tournament. That's what I'm saying. Virginia Commonwealth, Jay Billis went crazy when Virginia Commonwealth got in. He's like, this is the worst decision by the selection committee. This this team does not deserve to be in. They got in. They go to the Final Four. Maybe they didn't deserve they to get in. They lost to teams like Northeastern. University of Alabama, Birmingham. They lost to a bad Drexel team that year. Okay, they played in the Colonial. They lose in the tournament final to Old Dominion. Old Dominion was an okay team. Okay? But they didn't win the conference championship. 23 and 11. They were 9 and 5 in conference. Maybe 9 and 6. Okay? They still got in. BYU. There's plays one, in a there's better one good example. BYU plays in more? a better conference than the Colonial. And they have more notable wins than Virginia Commonwealth had that year. So, Virgi- so BYU's in? Stanford, Texas, same. If they beat Gonzaga and get to the tournament championship game, they're in. See, I They think, are in. Now, I think that BYU will have a much better shot, but I think that in the end, I'm predicting what I think will happen on, happen on Selection Sunday if BYU wins out. That they will be in the conversation but not get in. Really? Trust me, I want them to get in. I know you do. It makes my I life know you so do. much easier. I know you do. The f- the fan in me would want it, but it's not – I just don't see it happening. So the positive conversation for me is keep winning so that you have confidence and momentum so that you could get to the tournament title game and win it. 
let's let's check with the national experts very quickly, shall we? So there's there's this big debate going on last week during the mock selections. Uh, from uh, they gathered a panel of experts to to decide who what teams were going to get in the tournament. Joe Lenardi of ESPN, he is the bracketologist, and Jerry Palm of CBS is kind of on the opposite end of you the just spectrum. Defended Jerry Palm when it comes to BYU. Those two guys are considered the same class, but they see BYU in an entirely different light. Okay, with that backdrop. We go to before the St. Mary's game tipped off on Saturday. Joe Lenardi of ESPN, Bracketology Guru, as I mentioned, tweets out, BYU wins and they're in the NCAA tournament as an at-large. That was after the Pacific loss. As of this moment. He's talking about now as opposed to what we're talking about, which is after on Selection Sunday. I send that to Jeremy, our producer, Ben Bagley, to which Ben Bagley replies, somewhere Jerry Palm of CBS is laughing. <laughs> and then Jerry and tagged Paul, him, right? And then Jerry Palm responds then he to responds. all three of us and says, Lenardi made a spirited defense of BYU at the mock selection. They never came up again. Why aren't they coming up again? But they are now. So Lenardi yesterday. How do we know that? Lenardi yesterday says if BYU beats Gonzaga this week, they're going to stay on the cut line all the way until selection Sunday. And Who cares even, about being on the cut line? How about even getting in? Jerry Palm said. Well, they're, they're going to have to beat Gonzaga. So he's warming up to BYU after the St. Mary's win. It does matter. The national experts did pay attention. They did notice that win. No, it wasn't on SportsCenter, but... It was, a, it was a really big win for BYU. Yes, yes. But it wasn't so big that everyone's like, yep, they're a tournament team. <laughs> Lenardi thinks so. And he's so, the only guy. And so do I. They're, I hope BYU gets in. I just too. don't see it happening with losses to LMU, Pepperdine, Portland, and Pacific. What is BYU's best win this season? Sound off using the hashtag BYUSN. Texas, Stanford, St. Mary's, what do you think? Send your tweets in. Up next, we'll ask a BYU assistant coach what the best win for Cougar men's hoops is. Our friend Tim Lacombe back in studio next. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Lebeck, lost his foot, two on one break. Carlino ties it up for BYU. Oh man, it feels good, doesn't it? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. Hope you're enjoying your President's Day holiday. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can also follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Tonight on True Blue, Bronson Kafusi is in studio. LeBronson. We go all access with the live BYU TV game broadcast. BYU, hockey, BYU has a hockey team, and Blaine Fowler gets you ready for Gonzaga <laughs> in Portland. True Blue is on BYU TV and BYU Radio tonight at 8.30 Eastern. Bronson Kafusi better get uh, loosened up because football's right around the corner. Countdown to Connecticut's. 192. Oh, yeah. Yep, 192. We're under 200. In fact, eight days under 200 before the season opener. Can't wait. Between BYU and Literally cannot wait. Can we play it now? (laughs) What is BYU basketball's best win of the season? Again, some great responses. Send your answers using the hashtag BYUSN. And with that, we welcome in... Yet again, our good friend of the program, Tim Lacombe, assistant basketball coach for BYU. Coach, uh, Jerem asked you as you walked in the door, have you come down from the the super high of of beating St. Mary's in Moraga? What what are you feeling right now? Uh, And my my answer was we, you know, 
when you win a game, it's just uh, there's relief, uh, <laughs> especially after losing a game. And uh, it was it was a really exciting game. But uh, I think the thing you try to do as coach as players is really enjoy it for a few minutes and in you know the aftermath of the game and then try to just bring yourself grounded and get focused on your next task because that's uh, ultimately what you're judged by so um, it was a great win the the guys battled through a whole lot of different things uh, the the atmosphere was really good there um, you know Della Vidova got his jersey retired and it was standing room only and uh, and they were definitely out to try to you know get some revenge on the loss here um, they played with great energy early on in the game, and our guys just hung with it. Um, and we played through, you know, some tough spurts where we couldn't get baskets to go down, and and we played through some spurts where, uh, you know, our defense wasn't the best, and uh, and we grinded it out and put ourselves in a position. I guess we led two zero to start the game, and then we didn't lead again till like two fifty left uh, in in the second half. So. Uh, it was a great win. Guys were were really excited, and now you know we're just trying to figure out uh, how to get ready for the next one. You're a top five scoring offense, and then you put up sixty to win. The stat of the day was that the last time BYU scored sixty or less in one was two thousand nine against Air Force. Against Air Force, naturally. <laughs> what did it mean to win in that way? Because that's not the style of BYU basketball. But sometimes you just have to do it a little differently and win. Well, the interesting after the Pacific game, uh, you know, we we had a lot of uh, great conversations with our guys, and Coach Rose is as good as I've ever seen about rallying the guys and getting them ready to go. Um, and he had a chat with them on Friday. The guys were pretty down, uh, and he had a chat with them on Friday about how important it is for us to just take the opportunity we have to play a game where it's it's scheduled. <laughs> There's going to be another team there. There's going to be officials there. The TV's interested in it. And, you know, come May, you know, that's all done. You know, you're looking for guys. You're calling guys to see if they can come meet you down at the RB or the Marriott Center to come play. And there's no crowd and there's no officials and you call your own fouls. And Coach just talked to the guys about why we play and the love of the game. And um, and we knew going in it was going to be a really tough game. We knew that a big part of what St. Mary's does is try to control tempo. So we just figured that regardless of how the game went, we just needed to stay and and, and continue to battle and grind. Um, And if things weren't going our way, we'd find a way in the end to get it done. And Coach talked to the guys about it, and it's exactly what happened. And uh, he never ceases to amaze me in in his ability to get his guys ready to go. Did you win this game because of an experience a tough experience maybe this team has had earlier this year, the grit, maybe the determination that they have built up because of some of the tough games they've lost. Does that factor into this at all? I think there's, that's part of it. Um, we've definitely had our share of disappointment. Um, you know, someone asked me after after the game Thursday, I think it was Greg, I was talking to Greg Rubel, and, and he asked me, you know, are you guys discouraged? And, and discouraged isn't the word. I think disappointed that we couldn't get the game Thursday, but um, really looking forward to the next opportunity. Um, I think once you get discouraged and you start to feel sorry for yourself, you know, you, you kind of lose any kind of edge you might have. Uh, to our guys' credit, they were disappointed that we didn't get that one Thursday. And it took them a little bit, you know, Friday. But once we hit the gym on Friday and once we got the game plan in and understood the challenge that we were going to face, um, and I think maybe reflecting back on some tougher things that have happened to us during the year, uh, our guys didn't quit. They didn't fold up tents. They they came in and did what they had to do to get the win. 
BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe is in studio on BYU Sports Nation. Certainly this year has presented more challenges uh, in terms of competition, especially on the road or neutral, than any year before. Um, so I, I feel like that played some factor in what we saw Saturday. But then physically, you have two guys go down with injuries that look to be serious at the time. Kyle Collinsworth's knee, flashes of done for the season came into my head as soon as that happened. He comes back in the game. And then Luke Worthington looked like he dislocated a shoulder. Can you update us on those two guys? Uh, I know as of yesterday, both guys were really, really sore. Uh, you know, if we were to play today, I don't think we'd have either of them. Um, but I think what the plan is right now is they'll they'll be in treatment this morning. Obviously, no school. And so they'll get treatment early. I think uh, Kyle's going to get kind of a look at, at where his situation is. The good thing is structurally everything seemed okay. Uh, but he was awfully sore yesterday and spent a ton of time with ice and trying to uh, to get that thing feeling a little bit better. Find out more this afternoon, I think, once these guys get treatment and kind of get assessed. But you're right. That, that was just two other things that happened in the game where the guys on the bench had to step up and, and come in and help us. Uh, Kyle's fall was really brutal. Uh, it was right in front of me. And, uh, you know, obviously being an optimist, I was trying to think maybe there was a way, but it was it was an awkward fall. And uh, I wasn't sure he was going to come back in. In fact, I didn't even see him come back in the gym. And then he came running past me to check in the game. And, you know, I was I was actually relieved. But um, Luke's Luke's deal, he kind of got bent in an awkward way. Uh, had some people tell me that, you know, Rob was working on popping his shoulder back in. Uh, we've got tough guys. We've got guys that care. Um, this the, the losses this year aren't because we haven't played hard. Um, sometimes we've had a lapse in execution. Sometimes we've just run into a, a, a tough night with another team making a lot of shots. I mean, Pacific made seven of nine threes in the second half. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, if we take the best shooters, you know, that would probably be in this group, it'd be Bags and I if we went out. And uh, <laughs> what the heck, I don't know man? If, if we had no defense, if we can make seven out of nine. Um, but, you know, so sometimes you you run into some some good shooting nights on the other team, and then you know there were just some deals where we our guys knew who the shooters were, they, and we just in the in the excitement of of the game we lost them, and that's happened some this year, and that's something we've really tried to emphasize and get better at, and that's something we've got to continue to get better at to win games. BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe on BYU Sports Nation live in studio. Okay, we'll get to the Ben Bagley thing in a, in a second. You two obviously have like a, a special bro relationship. Ben's my guy, man. I'm not going to lie to you. In fact, when, we, when I come on, I'm going to start requesting he comes on with me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Look, defensively, that was really enjoyable to watch as a basketball fan. I, I thought your guys were all over the place. They contested shots heavily. Uh, they rebounded. St. Mary's looked out of sync for a lot of the second half. That's a good basketball team that you made feel uncomfortable on their home floor. For me, that was the best defensive performance of the season. What did you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you that I, I think St. Mary's is is a great basketball team. They're very well coached. Um, you know, coach made the determination that the start of the game we were playing majority of our possessions were man and they were carving us up pretty good in the ball screen the roll action there's just so many the way they spread the floor and the way that you've got to account for Waldo and his roles and post-ups it makes it really difficult to uh to stay in man for a long time and not give up perimeter shots Uh, our feel going into the game was if we can limit them 
from the three-point line. If you look back on all the games we've lost on the road in league this year, um, we've given up double-digit threes. Okay, um, So going into that game, we knew that we had to account for the three-point line, which if you're spread out and you're accounting for the three-point line, Waldo's going to you know, have his way, and he kind of did early on in that game. Coach Rose made the determination to go zone. Um, we did a, a really good job trying to identify the way they attack our zone over, you know, historically this this year, last year. Um, and we just tried to really focus on making sure that we covered the areas that they really tried to attack. And our guys did a really good job of being in a stance, getting to the next shooter, uh, getting down and not getting penetrated, uh, and doing a good job of covering ground. And then once you do all that, then you're still in a zone. You've you've got even a bigger responsibility to get on the glass. And I can't say enough uh, about the way we rebounded the ball. Nate Austin being a guy who has just absolutely sold out on his role on this team, and that's to become you know the the Dennis Rodman of our group without the boa feathers. Oh, he, and, he, and he's done that. Yeah, yes. I mean he, he's completely bought in. Um, you know, we don't so, want him to kick one of our cameramen though. We don't, no, we, we do not. That's want right. That. He won't do that. He, he's actually very very well raised. In fact, I saw his parents after the game, and it was hard for me talking to them, not getting almost a little bit emotional with them about. As a coach, you you try to instill a role into every single guy, and it's kind of up to your persistence and then it's up to the player to accept the role you give them and then go out and execute it and by far and away Nate has been you know unbelievable in the role that he's been given and the job he's done and so again zoning them trying to really take away their strength and then once the ball's shot it's almost like the game starts and our guys did a great job of limiting them to you know for the most part one shot and getting a rebound and being able to go back and, and go at them. So I, I agree. I thought our defensive effort was terrific. And uh, my I have all the respect in the world for St. Mary's. For us to win that game in, the, in those conditions was, was really, really exciting. And, and it was something where I feel like maybe we took a step forward. BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, before we talk about uh, you and Bags playing two-on-two versus the two of us, um, I want to show you a picture. I don't know if you've seen this. Yesterday, uh, Luke Worthington Instagrammed a photo of Frank uh, and Eric with rent-a-puppies. They rented some puppies, <laughs> and they had those at their apartment. What do you think of this? Are you surprised? Not, not surprised at all. <laughs> They're um, each holding a puppy. I'm glad that it's their puppies and it's, it's all honor code compliant. Because <laughs> yeah. those are things that we, we obviously... Uh, I I would bet that those guys are the only guys in the country that have rented puppies this year. Um, I don't know. Doug McDermott looks like he'd rent a puppy. Yeah. I don't know. That's exciting stuff. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to see how their day went. <laughs> what have you done, Jerem? How, yeah. how have you been able to uh, rein these guys in this year? Who's that? Those two, Meek and the freshman Frank Bartley, Luke. I don't, I don't know that we've I don't know that we've necessarily reined them in uh, <laughs> Can you? appropriately, but no. Hey, these guys are fun guys, and I think one of the things you guys asked about some of the discouragements you know that we've had during the year. We've got a group of guys that really like each other, and at times they may not like the coaches all that well. Um, but the important part is they like them. They like each other. The group is really, really close. Um, we'll meet as, as a team and typically with teams that we've had in the past, guys will go off and do their own thing. We leave the room, the meeting room after a meeting and I'll come back down 
because I've got the munchies late at night watching film and gra- try to grab something out of the room. And to a man, our guys are down in the room playing some game, you know, playing dominoes or watching a movie together. And it's not just, you know, five of the guys, it's every guy. And I think that the fun that Luke and Eric and Frank, some of these new guys bring to the team has really been contagious. Uh, another guy we've talked about in the past is Chase Fisher when we're at home. Chase is another guy that's really kind of brought the group together. Um, Kyle has been a real leader for our team and um, in tough situations, you know, in huddles and in the locker room, we're, you know, telling the guys we're not going to lose this game. Uh, so there's there's a real cohesion. And I think that that's one of the real positives that's come out of this year. We've got a young team. Um, we've got no seniors on this team. We've got a lot to build on. And so the fact that your guys like each other and care about each other is really, really important. I'm so, tweeting that picture out, yes, by the way. Yes, yes. The, the please do that. Joined by Tim Lacombe, BYU basketball assistant coach on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, huge win at St. Mary's for this team. Now you have Gonzaga at home on Thursday. What does a win like that do for your confidence coming home from a coaching standpoint? Well, it, it, as I said earlier, we we obviously have a little bit more juice probably after a win like that with our guys. Uh, we've got to make sure that our guys are healthy. And the most important thing going into all these games, you know, a couple of weeks ago we ramped practice down a little bit so that our, they're not as long. The most important minutes we can have in a week are those 40 minutes that we play in a game. So we've got to make sure our guys are healthy. Um, the neat thing about Gonzaga is they obviously are first place in our league. Our guys know, you know, they, they whipped us pretty good up there in Spokane. We played with them pretty well for a half, and then they kind of – got away from us in the second half. So our guys know the challenge at hand. It's not like we've got to come in and try to motivate them to play someone. They're going to be very motivated to play the game. And talk about respect for a program. I mean, Coach Few and what he's done at Gonzaga is amazing. And uh, we we have a real uh, great relationship with those guys. We really respect them, but we want to beat them. And so the neat thing about it is we, we're coming off a win and our guys, you know, we get them feeling good. We get them feeling healthy. They will be motivated to play. Now the important part is we've got to put a game plan in place that will allow our guys to be successful. I know the crowd will be live. Uh, it's a national broadcast. Uh, it should be our, – our student section is unbelievable. They should be there early and loud. And so we'll have all that support. But the key is we've just got to focus on making sure that we execute. We, we get a game plan in. Our guys believe in it. And then we go out and, and do it. Um, but feel really confident going into the game, uh, have uh, some really good things going for us, and we just need everybody to continue to play their best, and, and that will give us the best opportunity to win that game. And you should be confident. Just one loss this year at home by two points to a really good Iowa State team. So it should be a lot of fun Thursday night, 11 Eastern on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. was an earlier tip, but thanks to a storm in North Carolina, now gets pushed back two hours. How does that affect the team, if at all? Well, we've played two 9 o'clock games, so it, it just makes the day longer. But the nice thing is we've actually had two opportunities to um, get our guys. You know, we shoot around at a certain time based on when we play. So our shoot around and that schedule, that day schedule, we've already been through it, so it won't be anything new. Uh, it just makes the day a little bit longer. You, you know, just more time to rent to be puppies. anxious. Yeah, I don't to fill think, the two hours. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll be renting puppies that day. <laughs> but, um, but you never know. The dogs are coming to town. That's right. So uh, no, it, it's exciting, and and we're excited to play the game uh, again. We got to get healthy. We got to get our guys 
uh, physically right, but mentally I think they're in a really good spot. I know it's one game at a time, and clearly Gonzaga is the, is the next big thing. This team has aspirations to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, according to all the bracketologists nationwide, and I know you guys try not to pay attention to that. You tell the players not to pay attention to it. This is a bubble team. Is making the NCAA tournament the the success for this team this year? Is that the mark of success? Well, every year we have we have a couple goals. Their goals to win the league, and our goals to get to the NCAA tournament. And we're not, you know, we don't shy away from that. Uh, we've put ourselves in a pretty tough spot to win the league, um, but the opportunity to get to that tournament is still there. Uh, but if you get too far ahead of yourself, um, then you you know you probably ruin your chances. This is a really big game for that, and it's great that it's our next game. Um, you know, you're talking about a, a team that has the highest RPI of any team that we w- will have beat if we if we beat them. So those things kind of help your cause. Um, uh, we're, but we don't shy away from the fact that yeah, that our our goal every year is to get to that tournament, and so we've got to continue to handle business and try to do what we can to get in there. Do you feel like an NCAA tournament team right now? I think that we're uh, yeah. I think that we've really tested ourselves. Um, I think that there are a lot of teams around the country that have the same amount of wins that we have. But you look at the strength of schedule and the, and the schedule that they've played and the places they've been, and you know I think that we've probably played a tougher schedule. We've lost some games that, you know, looking back on it, you probably shouldn't have lost, um, and and that really would have helped our cause to win those games. But yes, I think that when you look across the board at what this team has done, where we've gone, who we've played, and this was a kind of a year where we've played anybody anywhere. Uh, we haven't shied away from competition. And uh, I've had several people tell me, you know, NBA scouts, uh, different people from different leagues say, you know, if you guys can hang in there, uh, it's got to be something that, uh, that the NCAA ter- committee really looks at, that you guys have played, you know, a lot of great teams in a lot of different venues, neutral, away, uh, brought teams in to play at home. Uh, so we've, I, I think we are. Um, but we've got to go out and still finish business in order to be there. Tim Lacombe, BYU basketball assistant coach. Always great to have you in the studio, my friend. Great to see you guys. Thank you so we, much. We've got to do two-on-two two with you and Bags versus Spencer and I after those shots. I just don't know who, which, who's going <laughs> to handle him in the post. <laughs> I will take on Ben Bagley in the post. Okay, you, you heard it here. You heard it here. By the way, Ben is awaiting uh, you with a bro hug after this interview ends. <laughs> he always does. That's, I mean, you guys never give me hugs, but he gives me hugs. So you, you want to get in my good graces, you might want to greet right. me with one. No, noted. Duly noted. What is BYU's best win of the season this year in basketball? We discuss your answers via the hashtag BYUSN. Also up next, we'll talk to Blaine Fowler, BYU TV analyst, college basketball expert. Does he think the St. Mary's win put BYU back in as an at-large team? Stay with us. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Oz throws off the screen, gives it back to a wide-open Winder, and there's the first triple of the night for BYU. Anson Winder has a knack for making big shots. In big-time games. Made a big three in that win over St. Mary's on Saturday night. We welcome you back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan keeping it real in Studio 2. 
Tonight on True Blue, Bronson Kafusi's in studio. He's going to hammer Spencer Linton when he comes in, like Kelly Olenek. Bring it! We, we go all-access with the live BYU TV game broadcast. BYU has a hockey team, and Blaine Fowler breaks it down with Gonzaga and Portland coming to town. True Blue's on BYU TV and BYU Radio tonight, 8.30 Eastern. This just in, Gonzaga, number 25 in the AP poll. So a ranked team coming to Provo. The men's team coming to Provo and ranked in the top 25. Whenever we talk about True Blue, I want to I want to say get a front row view with True Blue, but I want to do it in the the Yankees radio commentator voice. Get a front row view with True Blue. The radio announcer. Yes. A text message from Mark Teixeira. <laughs> Robinson Cano. Don't you know? Enable. Yeah, yep. so I, don't know why. I don't know why I draw like, that correlation. That's random. Resetting some of your top ba- stories. Baseball's in spring training. That's now. true. They are in spring training. Derek Jeter. Go Mariners. Did you see his uh, his starting lineup of girlfriends? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, resetting some of your top stories and headlines on BYU Sports Nation. A winning weekend for pretty much everybody, except rugby. And I'll say this much. Jennifer Hampson of BYU Women's Hoops garnering uh, All-America status. And I'll say this. If she doesn't win West Coast Conference Player of the Week again for a third straight week, there's something wrong with the system. You'll sh- you'll, you told me this earlier. You'll shave your head if she doesn't. I said nothing of the sort. <laughs> but I'm that confident that maybe I should make that deal. I won't, but I wouldn't. I may- maybe I, wouldn't. <laughs> I should. What is BYU Hoops' best win of the season? That is our Twitter discussion today, and we will ask our next guest, Blaine Fowler. What do you think, my friend? Where is BYU's best win on the schedule this year? Well, I mean, as the season's progress, it looks like Texas is going to be their best win of the season. But they can get it. They can get a number two win this week if they beat Gonzaga. But uh, but I, I would say Texas was was a big win. Where does St. Mary's fit into the conversation there? Well, St. Mary's was a must win, especially after what happened on Thursday night. I just BYU went out and just inexplicably couldn't guard at all in that Pacific game, and so. The, the reason St. Mary's has so much meaning is because if BYU with a loss to Pacific was completely out of any conversation uh, in terms of NCAA at-large bid. They, they were off the bubble, no conversation. And I think everybody, including myself, expected that they would go then and with that bad karma from Thursday night lose the game against St. Mary's. And, and they came out, and in the first half, I was not impressed with the way they descended, but in the second half, I, it was just like this aha moment for me again where I'm like, well, wait a minute. What they're showing us is that they are capable of defending. They got out there and they, they did a great job. They got to the 50-50 balls. Nate Austin played great in that second half. Um, they knocked down shots. And so because of the importance and the pressure on BYU, it's, it's a big win. Um, in terms of the NCAA tournament, it got them back in the conversation. But I think Texas is – one of those games that's going to get them in, into it because of the strength of schedule and a quality win. Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation, college basketball expert and one of our in-house TV analysts. Okay, Blaine, what does BYU have to do now to get in the NCAA tournament as an at-large team? Well, my feeling is they've got to win out. Uh, so they need, to beat, they need to beat the Zags at home. Because I, th- I think they're very tenuous on the bubble right now with St. Mary's win, and, and people are waiting to see. If they... If they can finish the regular season at 3-1 and one against the other two good teams in the conference in St. Mary's and Gonzaga, and then advance into the finals of the, of the uh, WCC tournament, even if they lose to Gonzaga at that point, then I think they're fine. Then I think they're in. 
Um, I just don't think – I think the loss on Thursday night just, you know, made the margin for error nil in terms of the rest of the season. And they need to have that number two spot so that they can play St. Mary's in the semis. Um, but you think about this. In terms of, like, RPI rankings, um, this is a great opportunity this week on Thursday. The Zags are, as you mentioned, top 25 ranking. They're, they're anywhere from 21 to 22, depending on which RPI you look at. So that's a quality win. And then Portland and USB, these are teams not even in the top 150. They can't lose those games. They have to win out. Um, and so I think the Zags put them firmly um, on, on the bubble. But when I say firmly, they're on the, on the good side of firmly on the bubble. Then they beat Portland and USB. They get into the tournament. And round one, they're likely going to get a Portland or a Santa Clara Again, two teams that aren't in the top 150. In fact, if Santa Clara got an upset in that first round, they're not even in the top 200. And so they have to win that game. Then, then you maybe get a St. Mary's in the semis. So you, you finally get another top 60 team. I think that's enough to get you in. But I think anything less, I mean, you're, the margin for error is very slim. I think they can lose to Gonzaga in the finals of the WCC tournament and get in that large bid. Other than that, I think they better win everything. Blaine Fowler's on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, I felt after the Pacific game that the window had closed, that it was done, uh, that Joe Lenardi's kind of the only one with BYU inside. Even now, after the St. Mary's win, this this came out just uh, within the last little while, Joe Lenardi has BYU as the second team out uh, of the tournament. So if they get in, it's going to be just by a razor-thin margin. So now BYU comes off the high of St. Mary's, and, and they prepare for Gonzaga on Thursday. That was always going to be a big game, but now the stakes are even higher for that one. Because, the guns, see, what happens is all these guys that are saying they're the first two out, that shame, because they're all assuming that they'll lose to Gonzaga on Thursday. So it's, it's, that's why that is such an important game. And then those other two, we just can't lose those other two games. So if they get a win, you watch. They get a win. And then they and then they have a, a quality, you know, a, an easy win on Saturday night. Next Monday, you're going to be looking at the same things, and everybody's going to say they're back on the bubble. And so, so this game Thursday is the game that either gets them back in there, or if they lose, it puts them out. And and I do think that if they win this game, and then they went out and they get to the finals, I think they can lose a game. I think they can lose the WCC finals as the number two seed going in to the Zags and still get into the tournament. But that's the only game I think they can lose down the stretch and have an opportunity. Does that so game, this game Thursday is huge. Does the title game, if BYU gets to it against Gonzaga, does it have to be competitive? I, I think it does, but I think it will be. I, you know, I think on a neutral court, it's not going to be what they had up at Gonzaga the first time where they lose by 15. I mean, in that game, BYU just – we've seen this on the road. For some reason, until St. Mary's, they have been, had an inability to defend the three on the road. And in that Gonzaga game, there's a 24-point differential in three-point makes, and BYU lost by 15. It was 30-6, to six, that's points from the three-point um, area, in favor of Gonzaga. But, so they've got to get out and defend their guards. Well, I think they're going to do that better Thursday at home, and, and the Zags aren't going to shoot the way they did you know, up in their place in, in the Marriott Center. And then it's going to be it's a level playing field. Uh, down in Las Vegas, and I just don't—I just don't think that BYU gets outscored thirty to six from three. Remember, BYU out-rebounded this Gonzaga team. BYU had thirteen offensive boards in that game to just three for the Zags. So, other than just giving up way too many threes, BYU was okay. They physically matched up in that game. They just didn't defend outside. I think they'll do better Thursday, and I think in a in a tournament setting on a neutral floor, 
they may lose to the Zags because they're just a little deeper, and it seems like they're able to, to play defense better without fouling on a more consistent basis than BYU does. But I don't think it will be a blowout. I think it will be a close game. And in that scenario, I think BYU gets in. If they win every game up to that point and they lose and it's competitive, I think they're in. BYU TV analyst Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, there are so many different things you can point out in that win over St. Mary's for BYU on Saturday night, whether it be the defensive effort, the fact that they only scored 60 points, they overcame foul trouble, Kyle Collinsworth has an injury, Luke Worthington has an injury. So many different things that they had to overcome to get that win. And then you throw in some coaching decisions at the end when BYU decides to foul twice up three points. Where do you stand on that coaching decision? You know, if if you ask coaches around, because I always ask this when I'm off doing games, and I think that that philosophy is split 50-50. I think that some would say, as long as, I, as long as I'm up by three, my guys are going to play good, solid defense without fouling. And, and if they can make a three-point shot that's contested uh, at, the end of the, at the end of regulation to get to overtime, then I'll live with that. And remember, you don't have to worry about giving up a two. So you can set your heels just inside that three-point line and just defend the three. So, so, so that's the one philosophy. The other is... I'm confident enough that we can rebound a free throw, and I like those percentages better than the chance that they make a three. I'm going, but I think it's split 50-50. My philosophy, if you're asking me what I do, I play defense and make them make a three-point shot. But, but there are plenty of coaches out there that, that, that feel the opposite. I, I think it's a 50-50 proposition, and, and they felt in that situation, especially the way they had rebounded in that second half, that he was going to be fine and they'd be able to collect a rebound. Not only that, but they were in a one-on-one situation and it paid off for BYU. Blaine, we thank you for the time. We'll see you on True Blue tonight, my friend. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks, Blaine. Jeremy, no time it is. It is time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Volleyball. BYU got a really good win at Stanford Saturday night, led by Taylor Sanders' 27 kills in the five-set win. The Cougars are the top team in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. At 10-1, and one, the Cougars have a bye this week. Women's basketball. Rebound Kim Beeston. And BYU has ended Gonzaga's 13-game win streak. And at least for now, staying in the hunt for a West Coast Conference regular season title. Saturday, BYU upsets WCC leader and 20th-ranked Gonzaga in the Marriott Center. 62-52, led by Jennifer Hampson's 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 blocks. The Cougars at Pepperdine and Loyola Marymount later this week. Baseball. BYU lost the first three games of the 2014 season over the weekend in Peoria, Arizona against Kansas. They were losses by 6, 2, and 1 in extra innings. Yeah. BYU plays the final game of the series in six minutes. Okay. Softball. BYU now 4-6 and six on the season after a 2-3 and three effort in Henderson, Nevada. BYU heads to Cathedral City, California. Hey, that's my old stomping grounds, the desert. Nice. Thursday for five games in the Mary Nutter Classic. Tennis. Real questions, who's Mary Nutter? I am. The men's team beat UNLV and lost to San Diego State over the weekend. The Cougars face Utah, the Utah Pac-12s in Salt Lake City this Saturday. The women upset number 50 Denver. Big upset there Woo-hoo-hoo! Saturday. Wednesday, the ladies are at Utah. Gymnastics. I think she made Nutter Butters. I don't know. BYU mm. scored a 194.525 at Arizona State. They lost, but a good effort. They host Southern Utah this Friday. You can watch that live on BYU TV. Rugby. Good job. Good effort. BYU lost a very rare regular season game to a college team Saturday, losing 30-24 to at St. Mary's in Moraga. The Gales visit Provo March 8th. Payback. Golf. The women's team at the Jim West Challenge. In New Braunfels, Texas today and tomorrow. Get her done.
Who gets our rise and shout today? Uh, you could go a couple of different ways. I'm going to go off the board a little bit. Okay. Rob Ramos, BYU's assistant athletic trainer, helping to get Kyle Collinsworth and Luke Worthington back in the game against St. Mary's. Rob Ramos, today's rise and shout. Yep. We mentioned WCC Player of the Week. Be shot. We would be shocked if it wasn't Jennifer Hampson. It wasn't. I'm glad I didn't take LMU's that. Hazel Ramirez <laughs> with inferior stats, but she got it. Jen Hampson would have been third player. This is a joke. Third week in a row. It would have been the third week in a it row. It should this have is been. A, like, maybe, that's ridiculous. Does the WCC have a rule that you can't have it three uh, weeks in a row? Come on. 23.5 points per game. 10.5 points per game. 3.5 blocks. 61% field goal shooting. You and beat you beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Come on. Come on. Tell Eric Mika to bring us Floby. Looks like and I have his to... rent of puppies. <laughs> <laughs> what is BYU basketball's best win of the season? We go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Scott M. Gower, Texas or Stanford are better teams, but considering the loss to Pacific, Saturday night's win at St. Mary's gets my vote. Okay. At Tasha Lynn 19, at St. Mary's, great comeback, and it was a sweet revenge to make Delhi sit and watch it happen. Hashtag oh, man. Never give up. Man, was that ever. The Delhi of a comeback. At Bryce Anderson 14, Texas? Stanford? I don't know, Bryce. Answer the question. You tell us. At <laughs> <laughs> Josh Can writes, Texas, easily, followed by St. Mary's, then Stanford. Gonzaga would be the biggest or second biggest if we can get her done. At CVD6262, Thursday's win over Gonzaga, hashtag future win. Yes, there you go. At Laser Sheep, the best win for the Cougs was not losing at Big Rush of 5 to injury at St. Mary's. Heck, beating the Gales with Delhi watching equals hashtag best win. That's hard to that argue was, that. That was good. The circumstances. Like, the Dell of a Dagger, did that kind of, like, that still hurts, but does it hurt less now after that win for you? Yeah. Yeah, it does a little it bit, does. right? Yes, absolutely. At FinDaddy81. So far, Texas. Longhorns are playing some lights-out basketball lately. Zero argument there. Yeah, They've seriously. Been really Seriously, tough. that is a really good win. The best win of any team out of the West Coast yes, Conference. We've absolutely. talked about that. At MattHume22. When we beat St. Mary's at home, it felt bigger because our at-large still had a glimmer of hope. Now WCC champs are bust. At I do rock the Y. Almost poetic, going with what I said. It was completely poetic since the entire first half, all the ESPN2 announcers talked about was Della Vadova. Hashtag awesome D. Okay. At JN Whiting, great win, but Stanford win was more fun. Isn't it weird that BYU scored twice as many points? 112 <laughs> in Palo Alto. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but a really good win for Saint, uh, for BYU against St. Mary. Great stuff awesome. today. And, and the hype builds for Gonzaga. Thanks for our guest today. Good stuff from Tim Lacombe, Blaine Fowler, and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley, Senior Coordinating Producer Michael Miner, Station Manager Don Chaline, Production Assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, Engineer Aaron Evans, and happy birthday to Michael Jordan and George Washington. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Show links and much more episodes on demand at BYURadio.org. Everything is awesome. For Jeremiah Spencer, you've just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougars!